Hey guys, my name is Jake. You might know me as Sasquatch. What you're about to listen to is the LFP podcast or Looking for Podcast. This is a monthly podcast that me and my friend Dylan do to catch up on the video game news and discuss what is going on in this crazy community of ours. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. What's up? Uh, some fucking... s- nothing. How's that For Honor beta? I mean, I know. I was there with you oh the whole time. God. It's so good. It's so good. I, I'm legit. I, I haven't played a game that I was, like, so sucked into. And I know, I mean, you were giving me shit about this earlier, like, when we first started playing it, about how, like, I say that about every game. You do. You say that about a lot of games. I do say that about a lot of games. <laughs> um, but the thing is, is I play a lot of games and I buy a lot of games. Yeah. And I, and I get really frustrated because like I, you know, I buy this game and I install it and I'm like, motherfucker, this game just like this game sucks. And so I'm I'm learning more and more about my taste now that I'm older and have money actually. Yeah. Um, and uh, and so I, I burn out. All, I mean, you and I both know that. Like we bur- we both burn out on games fucking fast. Yeah. But then there are there are also those games that like, you can tell. When you play a game, you can tell, like, I'm going to play this for fucking ever, or right. this is really cool right now. Like, right, for me, right. there's a there's a clear distinction between, like, like when I first started playing League of Legends, which I don't fucking play anymore, but right. that was a game, I mean, I was awful. I didn't win a game for 15 levels. Right. <laughs> right. And it was just the, you know, but I was like, this is, this game's fucking, this is it, man. Yeah. There's I want to play this here. game forever. Right. There's yeah. there's something about this game that is going to work for me. Yeah, it's really interesting because like, um, like WoW did that twice, right? So yeah. WoW was like, when I first started playing, I'm like, oh my god, Jake was right, this game's fucking cool. And then it kind of dropped off for me for a long, long time. And then, um, yeah. and then Legion comes out, and I jump back on, and I'm like, wow, this game is fucking gonna keep me here for a while. Yeah. Uh, and so it's it's learning more about those nuances. And For Honor to me, like. Like I thought Counter Strike was going to be it because I was like playing Counter Strike, the Counter Strike Go for a while, and I yep. was like, man, this game's so good. The you know the level of complexity is so like this and that and blah 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 and like oh god, there's you know it's simple but deceptively easy to learn, hard to master. Yeah. And then For Honor <laughs> comes out, and I was a little nervous about the game because but I remember my brother had told me because he'd gotten into the earlier beta last year. Yeah. And he was saying like, uh. It's it's kind of shitty. Like there, you can only play as like one character, and I was like, <clears throat> oh, okay, well that sucks. So then I, I was like, oh, I guess I changed it. And, but then when we download that, and I'm like looking at, like I start up the tutorial, and I was yeah. like, oh my god, this is some shit, dude. I'm a fucking hero. I'm gonna kill people, and it's gonna be sweet. And um, it's gonna be hard as fuck. Immediately yeah. that, the blocking tutorial that they give you, where it's like up, left or right. Yeah, the immediately triangle. I was like, "This is going to be one of the hardest games I've ever played." Right, right, and, and I'm it, and I'm in. <laughs> Let's do it. And it. It reminds me of another game I was playing, because um, it reminds me of Dark Souls. But there's also, I guess, Chivalry. Yeah, it reminds me of Chivalry a lot. Like if, and, yeah, <clears throat> if Dark Souls and Chivalry had a love child with like a looter, because you get loot. Right, you know, the gear that you get isn't. You know, it all does stuff, which is actually kind of nice. Yeah, you scavenge the battlefield at the end of the match. Yep. It'd be kind of cool. I mean, you probably, they probably couldn't implement this, but could you imagine, like, 
So how For Honor works, right, is that you play it, you get through a match, and then at the end of the match, you have like a random drop of, of a gear item that you could possibly get. And you are you can possibly get nothing. Yeah, you can possibly get nothing. It'd be kind of interesting if like if they added to the game like the gear actually drops in world, like during a match or something. Yeah, that would be, be It would be interesting, but it would it would it slow it's it would slow everything down. Cause like if people are like farming minions at B and it drops a fucking piece of gear and the guy I was fighting drops a piece of gear. Are we going to continue to fight each other, or are we both going to turn around and try and get the gear? Right, it right. It slows yeah. everything down. Yeah. Yeah, I just, like, I don't know. I could just... <sighs> I can see that being kind of interesting. But the implement... It, it's not the For Honor. It's not really what For Honor is about, though. For, For Honor, Honor is about getting in the fucking game, Yeah. going to capture a point, and then two people meet, like, two enemies meet at one point, and hitting that lock-on... Each of you hit that lock-on button at the same time, and right. you're like... Yeah, you lock eyes and like fucking go time. <laughs> like post up on each other, like yeah. What? Make the move. Do it. Who's yeah? Who's gonna move first? Guess what? It's almost n- always not me. Yeah, it's pretty much always not me. Because yeah. I play very defensive characters. Mm-hmm. Even if I'm playing not defensive characters, I still play defensive. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, always like I'm gonna block everything this guy does and fuck his day. Right. <laughs> never works out that way ever but what can you do uh, I fucking, I it's love a that good game, game so much and then the fucking the other game we've been playing Gwent Siege I'm oh, Gwent Siege yeah but Gwent is the one that sticks out that game yeah. oh, I, I love Gwent that game well it speaks to me as a card game player and it and, well it speaks to us because yeah. you were the one that got me into magic to begin with way back in the Dizay that was an um, issue but yeah and yeah right and cool. magic with uh, you know, Dane and Chris and Oh God. Uh, our friends back in back in the southern Utah. Saint Saint Jorge, yeah. Yeah. Saint Jorge. Oh <laughs> 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 um, but yeah, so like those games always speak to me and, and Hearthstone forever has been like the dominant like card game on PC, right? It is like, the it is the esports premier. premier card game that everyone thinks of. Right. Yeah, because it's because it's there, um, and it's yeah. and it's always like before Blizzard did their dumb let's stream to Facebook thing. I mean, it was fucking everywhere. Like you could yeah. not get away from Hearthstone. Yeah, yeah, you couldn't. Which is just this, you know, Blizzard knows what the fuck they're doing when it comes to like we're gonna fucking make sure everybody wants to play our game. That's what they do. Yeah, if they want somebody to play their game. They're like Disney. I mean, yeah. Disney Disney advertises Star Wars on, like, Tide clothing cleaner, like detergent. And you, you'll you see the new di- fucking Star Wars movie yep. if Disney wants you to. Well, and Blizzard is... Fuck, uh, fuck what Disney says. I want to see that movie. But that's well, besides totally. the point. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> besides the point. I want to see and who Bl- the last Jedi is, damn it. <laughs> and... And so, like, because Blizzard, when they come out with a game, it's kind of like an event, right? I mean, yeah. it is. It is. It is always an event. There's always yeah. an, like Gamescom and BlizzCon and fucking yeah. giveaways and free weekends, <clears throat> Overwatch, uh, yeah. all kinds <laughs> of crazy shit just to make sure that everyone is hyped as fuck for their game. Right. I mean, to be real, they don't have to do that with me because I've been playing World of Warcraft since it released. Right. <laughs> my parents pre-ordered it for me for my birthday. Like, it right. hasn't stopped. 
ever. How long ago was that? Uh, it was 2004. Uh, we can pull it up really quick. Well, release date. November 23rd, 2004. It's over 10 years ago. You want to do the math? Because I don't. Uh, it's 13 years ago. No, like money. Oh, the money. How many months have you not had a WoW subscription? At total, probably eight months. Total eight months. Yeah. Yep. I don't think we have to do the math. No. I think we're I've okay. done. I've done the math. It makes me cry. Like, <laughs> literally, like the single man tier. Yeah. Like just, just in like you got to think. I didn't pay for vanilla, so that's sixty dollars that I saved. Oh, saved, saved. Yeah. And then there's so it's sixty dollars <laughs> for Burning Crusade, sixty dollars for Wrath of the Lich King, forty dollars for Cataclysm, forty dollars for Mr. Pandaria, forty dollars for Warlords of Draenor, forty dollars for um, Legion. And then you also have to think the last two expansions. I bought Chelsea, my girlfriend, the. Uh, collectors edition, the digital collectors edition. Those are seventy five dollars a piece. So that's another seventy five dollars times two, <laughs> on top of what I've already paid for this fucking game. <laughs> I know. I'm trying to think of and that, and that doesn't include like twenty five dollars to fucking race change, ten dollars to change your fucking realm, fucking right, right. twenty dollars to buy one of the goddamn WoW tokens so I can buy gold without having to go to a Chinaman, like <laughs> or like. Uh... D didn't they used to charge for spec changes or anything like that? Or is that it was in-game gold? In gold, yeah. Oh, it was in-game gold, okay. <clears throat> yeah. They, oh, dude, they God. fucking... Blizzard grips you by the balls and just is like, Mirror! They yeah. just get you. Oh, God, they're so good at it, dude. I hate them, but I love them. They're like Nintendo. They really are. Yeah. I, mean, they're, they're, I think they make better games, but... Um, I would I would agree. But that's just because, it's because of the way that we play games. Yeah, I just like more, you know, shoot, kill, man games, more violence, and Nintendo just doesn't make those types of games. They never, just they, fine. They never have. So yeah, it's just not their gig. Um, so, but yeah, I mean, like, I'm trying to think. I I spent 120 dollars on fucking Starcraft two. <laughs> Did you? And really? that's just well, I bought it twice. Why? Because I bought it for. This was back when I was dumb, but I bought it for um, mine and my brother's PC. Put um, it on that, and then I got my own PC. And then paid for it again. And then bought it again. Jeez. Um, That's fun. So, so I, I $120 for a game that doesn't even have, like, in-game purchases. Because yeah. I just bought two copies of it. Yep. Um, that is that is I, one thing, though, like, that Blizzard didn't do up until Hearthstone and Overwatch. is like, you got everything. You bought yeah. the game. Here it is. Yeah, right. And, like, there are certain things that, that WoW charges you for, but probably it's to cover the cost of doing it. Because I can imagine that it actually, changing realms, like changing servers, like, yeah. they have to pay someone to do that. I would assume that it's probably not that bad if I, like, I need to move my rogue to this other server. But when it's, like, there are whole guild transfers that you can pay for. Right. And it moves the entire guild. Yeah, and there's I think there's a cap of like 500 people you can have in a guild at one time. Oh, okay. If you just move everybody in the guild to one, that's fucking ridiculous. Yeah. And yeah. people pay for it. They don't give a fuck. They're just like, yeah, let's go. Yeah, we're going to move to the next guild or in the next realm. Yeah, like the guys who just did somebody a couple, like last week, I think, got world first mythic Gul'dan in the newest raid. Like, if they wanted to move servers... 
the people in that raid group would follow. No problem. <laughs> because of that, you know. Yeah. But then again, I'm not I raid, but it's that's not my world. I can't. Those people <laughs> World of Warcraft is a fucking job to them. It's just a game to me. Right. Your yeah. favorite game, right? I mean, you've it's up you, there. It is up you'd there. You have to It's number finish. 2 probably. Yeah. Favorite video game of all time is Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. But <laughs> that's besides the point. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all the just Legend of Zelda is all pretty much all of them with a few standouts that don't really make that list for me. Right. Like Phantom Phantom Hourglass was good. What was it? Spirit Tracks was god awful. And uh, I have not played Scar- Sky- bleh, bleh, Skyward Sword for a very particular reason. What's that reason? It's really bad. Okay. It, because because everyone gave it like nine out of tens and ten out of tens, and then it turns out game's fucking awful. Interesting. Bomb, bomb bowling. Um, but isn't that the one that uses the Wemo, right? Uh, yeah. Ugh. Well, that one in uh, Twilight Princess uses the Wemo too, but I think you can oh. play both with a GameCube controller. With a, oh, GameCube controller. Yeah, and yeah, it's bad. Twilight Princess was <laughs> Twilight Princess like barely makes the mark for me. It was a good game, but like there was some shit in that fucking game. Like you have to hide to turn into a wolf. Why? <laughs> let me let me hearken you back to Majora's Mask where it's like I'm standing in front of this dude. I'm a little kid. Put a mask on. I'm a Goron now. Nobody gives a fuck. <laughs> Who cares? I'm playing through that game right now actually. Majora's Mask? Yep. It's good. It's probably it's the hardest Legend of Zelda game in my opinion. It's fucking stressful. It is that yeah. little that little timer in the bottom scares the shit out of me. And yeah. then how that that little bitch fairy every time you talk to her, she's like, "Oh my god, you don't even have three days left, you little asshole. Keep <laughs> moving." Hey, you're it's running like, out of time. Like, Stop well, fucking yourself. Time. I get it. I understand. Yeah. Shut up. I can see the timer, dick. It's really it's, frustrating. It's right, it scares me. It's right there. It's right there. Right, I see it. It's right there. All right. right, should we should we talk about some of these things we pulled out? We kind of went oh, on yeah. a fucking tangent. Yeah, maybe we should say what are we are we officially calling ourselves? Looking for podcasts? Yeah, just, yeah let's go for okay. it. Looking for this is LFP. Looking for podcasts. We're gonna talk about some news, some video game news, because injected we, with our own biases and opinions. Yeah, me and Dylan have been in playing video games and studying the video game industry for long enough, I guess, is what you would call it, that uh, we feel at a young age, because we're dumb, uh, that we (laughs) have a pretty good insight as to what's actually happening in the video game industry. So we've pulled a couple things up that we want to talk about. You can see them there in the middle here. Um, Let's start off talking about this fucking shit show in New York. <clears throat> oh yeah. Okay. Time Warner Cable sued by New York on behalf of League of Legends and Netflix customers. So I guess what's happening is that um well, let me just read in a scathing 87-page complaint re- released on February 1st, Schneiderman maintains the internet service provided is still engaged in fraudulent and deceptive practices. So pretty much Time Warner Cable says we're giving you so much up and so much down. So you can play, like, League of Legends and fucking watch some Netflix. Catch up on your <laughs> stories. Turns out, yeah. Time Warner Cable probably not telling the truth about that. 
Um, well, that doesn't surprise me at all. Um, the no. interesting thing to me about this, okay, so like I have where I live in in Utah, I have CenturyLink, right? Yeah. And and CenturyLink is a big bag of, of horseshit. I mean, it's just a, it's terrible. Well, and I'm half a block outside of Google Fiber, of course. Yeah. Well, I live in fucking Kansas City. And guess who I have? Time Warner Cable. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. So I mean, well, it's spec. Excuse me, it's Spectrum now. Um, but, but it's fucking Time Warner Cable. So Time Warner Cable is changing their name to Spectrum, correct? They got or... bought out by Spectrum. Oh, okay, interesting. So, well, Time Warner Cable is a pretty famously terrible company too. Yeah, but like it's the best. You know, it's the best we could get because we don't live in can. Like I live in Mission. I don't live in Kansas City, so I can't get Google Fiber. Not only that, but I'm in an apartment, so there's right. no fiber hookups or anything. Yeah, yeah, that makes um, sense. If I could get it, I would. I don't care how right. much it costs. Oh my god. Yeah, I've asked my landlord if she would do it, but she she said no, hmm. um, because we're so close to the boundary on Google Fiber that she could apply and maybe maybe get accepted. But it's a huge infrastructure change to her building, and she's old and doesn't have money. So, um, yeah. so it's fine, it's fair. But what I think is really interesting about this story, particularly interesting about this story, is that while Time Warner Cable is obviously fucking their customers because yeah that's kind of what they all do i mean i pay for 40 down and i get 15 on a good day yep um is that it's it's riot going after time Warner cable well it's it's new york suing them on behalf of riot and netflix oh okay so So the state of new york is suing them on behalf of those companies but here's the here's the deal um it starts talking about Spectrum, and the Spectrum deliberately took advantage of its control over port capacity, where its network connected to online content providers, to extract more revenue for the company. Once Netflix and Riot Games agreed to pay Spectrum for its customers, performance improved. That's fucked. That's fucked up, in my opinion. Like that's not cool. Yeah. Cause like so, not in areas where Time Warner Cable is or Spectrum or whatever is your only option and you're playing League of Legends, if Riot decides we don't want to fucking pay you for the fucking, like, 25 million people to play our video game, your performance is going to be worse. Right. And it's and it's a competitive game. Right, I mean, right. please see esports. Thumb, yeah. like, thumb note or whatever. This sounds like, this has, like, vague echo, echoes of, like, net neutrality stuff, right? I mean... So, yeah, it's pretty similar. Like... Because, a lot of a lot of data caps and stuff like that. Well, that's the whole thing with net neutrality is like if if a company doesn't particularly like a certain website, then they can they can throttle it. Yeah. Um, and so that's exactly what this sounds like. Kind is of. That, is that Spectrum is saying, okay, well, if your company will pay for it. Now, I do have to think, I do have to think in terms of like what is what's to be gained to, for these two companies. Obviously, Riot doesn't want to pay. For all their users to to use um, mm-hmm. to to have you know decent speeds on Time Warner Cable that would be equitable to other uh, internet service providers. Yeah. But I also have to think at the same time. I mean, as a customer, we are a cost to the company, right? Yeah. I mean, that's why they can't just give us internet for free. Yep. And so I'm wondering if maybe it's just kind of interesting because like I I can't imagine that Riot like. How much bandwidth does a single game of League of Legends use? It's not a single game of League of Legends, though. Well, I know. I'm just saying, like, if you were to break it, if you were to oh, break it I out, have, I have no idea. I probably um, wouldn't be that bad, but the problem is, is there's 
a hundred thousand games starting like every ten seconds. Right. You know? Right. Um, and then uh, it, it does go on to say though, Spectrum lines its pockets by intentionally creating bottlenecks in its connections with online content providers, despite knowing that these negotiating tactics would create problems for subscribers in accessing online content. So it, they make it sound like Spectrum's aware of what they're doing and they don't give a fuck, which is yeah, shitty. I mean, yeah, I, I, I'm just wondering, like, I, I, I'm, I'm purely taking devil's advocate here, right? Yeah. Is like, um, I mean, I don't, is, is the number of Riot users using Time Warner Cable, are they, are they operating at a loss? Is Time Warner Cable or Spectrum operating at a loss by allowing them to play at the same speeds as other internet service providers? Yeah. I mean, do they have to charge somebody and they don't want to charge the customer, so they're going to go to Riot? They have to charge yeah, but, Riot in order to to operate at a gain for their company because they, they're a company. I get it. They you know they're yeah. a business. They're but on money. but on the other hand, though, if they're if that's the path that they're taking, the customer is still getting hurt. Yeah, because Riot doesn't want to pay for its shit. Like, there's a lot of people to play Riot games. Game right, right. League of Legends. Right, Riot game. Yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of people to play Riot one one game <laughs> one game and. They like that's a lot. Like they're a big company and they make a shit ton of money, but they don't make that. Like they don't make enough money to pay for each and every one of us that plays that fucking game. Right, all thirty million people or whatever, like sixty-seven fucking fifth of the population of Earth. I would much rather at this my my internet bill is only fifty-four dollars a month. Yeah, if it meant that everybody had to go up like ten dollars, fuck it. Right, let's do it. And it probably wouldn't even be that because the thing that I'm wondering is like, okay, so the. So they're going in. It, does the article say anything about how widespread this issue is? Like, does this affect, uh, you know, like your like where you live, like, well, Kansasia? Schneiderman is seeking damages on behalf of hundreds of thousands of consumers who experience poor performance generally, and specifically with regards to Netflix streaming services and Riot's flagship game, League of Legends, in so, New York. Yeah, well, specific. This is the state of New York suing, but this makes it sounds like. That's got to only be in New York. Okay. That can't be across the United States or across the entire world for that matter. Hundreds of thousands? Right. I don't fucking think so. Well, and I'm just wondering, I mean, Time Warner Cable's not even an option in Utah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you can't even get it here, so. Uh, the, um, matter is comp- the matter is complicated by the fact that Time Warner Cable merged with Charter Communications to deal that would cost reported $65 billion and created the nation's largest, second largest cable provider. That ISP is known as Charter Spectrum. Okay. So that, okay. they might be trying to make up for that as well. We just yeah. dropped $65 million and people are pissed. When connected wirelessly, subscribers on the 300 megabyte, uh, 300 Mbps plan typically receive 50% of the promised speed. Subscribers with the 200 plan receive 20% and so on and so forth. Uh, 100 receive 39%. So on, so on, so on, so on. He just goes on and talks about it. That's a lot of fucking money. Yeah, that's got to be a lot of money for a three hundred down. That's what I'm paying for. Fifty four dollars a month. Fifty four for three hundred down. Thirty up, three hundred down. I pay fifty for forty down. Jeez, I got a spare room. <laughs> Saying, can you move yeah. into move into move into Kansas City proper? Get you some Google Fiber. The house is already hooked up for it. Yeah, they, are. <laughs> they are. Most of them are. Yeah. It's part of like buying a house in Kansas City now is like, all right, now we got to transfer our, our Google Fiber contract to you. Please right. sign this paperwork. 
It's one of the things that I think is so funny about Google Fiber is like, of course, they moved to like rural areas where they couldn't possibly like. Well, the Kansas City is a lot bigger than most people think. Yeah. Like Taco Bell is an example because we ate we eat a lot of Taco Bell. It's bad for you. Don't don't eat Taco Bell. Um, it's so bad for you. If you want to eat Taco Bell, do what you want. It's horrible for you. Uh, they've tried out three different new menu items in Kansas City and only Kansas City in the past two months. Because of the population there? Yeah, shit like that. It's a food, like there's tons of food and art and all kinds of crazy shit that happens here. And I didn't know that moving here. I was just like, more money, less rent? Yes, please. Right, right. Um, (laughs) But there's like, there's all kinds, like shit gets tested out here all the goddamn time. So it's, it's not surprising to me that Google Fiber started here. It is surprising to me that they didn't go to like a bigger area though. Probably because they don't want to pay for it. Yeah. If this fails, then we want to be out as little, you know, the least amount of money possible. Well, I don't even think Google, I don't, I don't think Google really has any real interest in becoming an internet service provider. No. I think that all they were trying to do, because they're, you know, they're, they're an internet company. They're, they're a search, they're a search engine company and a, and a, and an email provider. And I mean, they're, they're expanding and diversifying what they are. But I think that the whole reason why they even came up with Google Fiber to begin with is to combat net neutrality. Yeah, and I would agree. Like they're saying, oh, you guys are thinking about throttling stuff. Okay, well, well then we'll just offer a way better one for cheaper. For cheaper. It's expensive and to get it installed, but once it's installed, it's like twenty five bucks a month or some shit. Yeah, right. And and then you have kabillion internet download speeds, like yeah. speeds that are that are too fast for your hard drive to write. Mm-hmm. Gig up, gig uh, down. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, and so the, all these other internet providers are like, oh shit. Well, we're gonna have to think about our. We're gonna fuck over the state of New York and all them League of Legends players. <laughs> fuck those people. <laughs> right. Yeah. I don't know, man. It's just the fucking. That sounds like just the biggest shit show. We're we are disappointed that the New York Attorney General chose to file the lawsuit regarding Time Warner Cable's broadband speed advertisements that occurred prior to Charter's merger. Charter made significant commitments to New York State as part of our merger with Time Warner Cable in areas of network investment, broadband deployment, and offerings, customer service, and jobs. Netflix declined to comment on the story. So what I'm thinking, Netflix has been one of the has been one of the centerpieces of the net neutrality thing. Yeah. Um, Everyone has one. Yeah, everybody on the internet has Netflix. And yeah. if you don't have Netflix, you're using somebody else's Netflix. Yeah. <laughs> um, Let's be real. Yeah, right. And so I think what's going to be really interesting about this is this seems to be the first big boy story. You know, these are two big boy players that are that are going after the first signs of net neutrality. I mean, this is a net neutrality story. Yeah, undoubtedly. Um, I mean, you you either have to pay more to get uh, to not get throttled or you have to switch companies. Um, And so I think this story is something that we should probably follow. Yeah, uh, pretty closely to see to see how it shakes to out. See because, what actually happens? Yeah, because this is this is the this is this is the ethics of the internet. I mean, yeah. some stuff that we've been trying to figure out as a community for a long time. Like, what are the ethics of the internet? Should we be anonymous? Should we be this? Should we have? Yeah, because because previously there were none. Right, it's the fucking wild west, and in some ways it still really is. Right, but. I remember a 16-year-old Jake going onto a very weird website called 4chan right and seeing people do whatever the fuck they want on the internet and it didn't right. and it didn't fucking matter 
Yeah, which and, is and insane. That, yeah, and now we're now we're talking about internet bullies and and anonymous Twitter trolls and yep. and yeah, and what what is how are the ethics of the internet going to shake out? Um, IP bans, everybody, everybody, no, no internet for nobody anymore. <laughs> yeah. Fuck forward movement. Delete in the internet. Remove <laughs> system thirty-two. You know, in a drastic new change, Time Warner Cable has banned all of its customers. We went to the military base where the internet was created, and we fucking unplugged that shit. <laughs> Reboot. The, the big router. We found it. Boop. No more. That fucking South Park episode. Yep. All right. Um, okay. That's yeah. That's weird. Let's gotta let's, follow that though. Yeah. I'll keep an eye on it. All right. We're gonna talk about something that you don't have a whole lot of knowledge on, but I think you'll have an opinion on. I'll have an opinion. Uh, that is uh, tournament t- tournament players getting temporary bans. The Killer Instinct community for tea bagging. Tea bagging. the old tea bagging. So, right. So what is teabagging? Is that where you so, drop your balls in another player's mouth? So, yeah. So basically, oh, okay. you knock the opponent down, and you have these fancy fight sticks, and you go like this. Yeah. It's all you do. It's and really it, interesting. Your you guy, play with a as you do that. I play with what? You're, like, the, the person who's teabagging is playing with a phallic. Yeah. It's great. It's... it's <laughs> um, I love... I love... Oh, I fucking love fighting games. Um... Yeah, you, so, you, you're the resident expert on fighting games. Yeah, and teabagging's in other games too, right? Like I, I, I teabagged in Halo. I'll admit it. Yeah, I mean everyone did. It was the fucking thing to do in the early 2000s. Right. Xbox, not Xbox One, the the Xbox, just fucking right. that giant fucking hunk of bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Go on though. Anyway, so apparently. And I don't, I pulled this article from Kotaku, who have openly stated that they don't know a whole lot about the fighting game community. So there's some shit in this article that I just don't agree with. Teabagging, literally it begins with, teabagging is a relatively new phenomenon in the fighting game community. No, it's not. But recently it has caused a stir among Killer Instinct competitors following a temporary tournament ban on the taunt. Let me tell you something. I... I grew up in a time somewhere in between arcades are the shit and oh my god where did the arcades go I've seen some arcade machines in my time I've taken my quarter and I've put it up on there and I've waited my turn to play the fucking 27 year old man when I was like 10 and bodied that motherfucker and you know what I did you know I fucking I teabagged that motherfucker you wanna know why because if he had dropped me he would have teabagged me it's right. just the way that it fucking it. It's the way that it was. It's a victory taunt. It's more than that though. It's fighting games at their core. Is a, they're a psychological game. Okay. You, the whole game is literally it's just back and forth. I'm gonna do this. Oh, so he did that. I'm gonna do this, and then I can piss him off by doing this thing, and that'll make him play worse. Teabagging is just a way to give you a, comp- in my opinion, is a way to give you a competitive edge. Right. Yeah. You're. I mean, you're. You're kind of. Yeah. You're. You're pulling an Anderson Silva from yeah. the UFC. Yeah. I mean, Anderson Silva is doing nothing but taunting and confusing, and he's he's playing the head game. That's that's Anderson yeah. Silva. And that's that's all fighting games are. They're they are a giant head game. 
I mean, we talked about it before we started. I have an app on my phone that shows all of the frame data for every Street Fighter Five character. I'm right. awful at that game. But if I don't <laughs> know that fucking frame data, I'm going to lose my goddamn mind because I didn't know fucking Balrog's fucking charge forward punch wasn't negative on block or some shit. Uh, yeah, you have no idea what I'm talking about. Uh, <laughs> I just, I here's what I'm interested in is... Uh, how do I get to the... What's the heart of this issue? So what's the problem? What so is, the, the heart of this issue is if you play... If you are a pro player and you teabag at the Killer Instinct World Cup this year, not only will you be disqualified from the World Cup, but you will be banned from tournaments in the future. And why? Because it's bullying? Yeah, pretty much. Because it's mean? Yeah. It's pretty much what... Now... There, there are cases where, like, there's a video online of some guy on, uh, when you play Killer Instinct online, I have a microphone. It's right here. Unless you turn it off, it's always open, and you can talk shit to the dude you're fucking playing with online. <laughs> yeah, it's intense. It's so, but Whoa. then, at the same time, I have a bunch of Xbox Live friends now, because we played online, and we had really good matches, and they were like, dude, add me, we'll fucking go around sometime. Like, Fuck yeah. So, it has its advantages. But there's a video online somewhere, and I could not find it, and it really upsets me that I couldn't find it. But it's kind of the back to this whole thing, from what I understand. Uh, basically, there's this, there was a, a player who kicked the ever-living fuck out of somebody online because he was playing a new character or some shit, and the guy didn't know the matchup. And yeah. he teabagged him. And the other guy lost his... Let me catch you at a fucking tournament. I'll beat your fucking ass in person. I'll fucking murder you and your entire family. And then they ended up showing up at the same fucking venue. Um, <clears throat> Nothing happened because it's the internet. But Yeah, because they're gamers. <clears throat> yeah. But, yeah, it's just... I'm just... This is weird to me. Like, so the, the only thing that I can... The closest comparison I can come up with, right, is when we look at our sports... Mm-hmm. Um, when we look at like our like our accepted sports, right? Not not esports. Yeah. Uh, football, which I think baseball, is basketball. Well, yeah. So football used to be like this super fucking manly, violent, and it still is. But like, it's not um, as much anymore, though. And and uh, and and it got away with by catering to its own base. But then once the NFL decided, okay, now we got to get mom's watching we gotta you know we gotta have the halftime show be katie perry and lady gaga yeah. we got to uh gotta have the commercials be very funny and appeal to every american and that has ever lived yeah. um that that's when they lived that's when they started getting in trouble yeah the nfl gets in trouble on the daily because it's like you know it, what, what is the nfl doing to our kids and how does it how does it apply to this and that and yeah. i mean now we look at the nfl as like this institution that's alongside <laughs> legislative branch of the fucking government uh, when the nfl is really just a business yeah that's all they are just a really successful business that's all it is that's all sports are is a yeah. business um the nba is a business it's not i mean it's called the national basketball association in the same way that the wwf <clears throat> was called the world wrestling federation yeah um and so the the only thing that i can think of is our fighting games and our our esports getting so popular now that they're now trying to find ways to legitimize themselves, thereby, uh, like cutting off their base. Because like hockey, this is a great example. I love hockey. hockey. Hockey's awesome, and it's like one of the last bastion sports yeah. that um, that still caters to its base. It still 
Like they're not trying to go commercial. They're not trying to get bigger than they are. They, they just want to play the fucking game the way it was meant to be played. And hockey's pure. Hockey's pure for that exact reason. I mean, there's a huge difference between the NHL and the NFL. Those are two very different businesses. Yeah. Um, hockey never gets in trouble. Because they don't care. Yeah. The one, and, they, and, when, and when they do get in trouble, it's not that the NHL gets in trouble. It's one of their players hits somebody in the back of the fucking head with their stick, and then that player got in trouble. Right. Like, it's not... Yeah, I, I understand what you're getting at. Yeah, and it's not like you know uh, Colin Kaepernick not standing during the uh, during the national anthem yeah. before a game. Like that's the NFL. Yeah, that's not hockey. That doesn't get reported if it's in not hockey. Only, not only that, but there's I have a giant flag in front of me, and if I could turn the camera without ruining the video, I would. There is a term of endearment for hockey players, and they're violent gentlemen. Right, right, right. And I think this goes. I think that term goes with as weird as it is to say. <clears throat> I think it goes with fighting games really well because those dudes, the moment that they step on the ice, it doesn't matter. That dude right. could have been at your fucking house yesterday for your fucking two-year-old's birthday party, and he could have brought all the beer just to help you out. <laughs> <clears throat> you cross him the wrong fucking way on the ice, you two are going to throw fucking hands. Right. But then the moment right. that they step off the ice, they're perfect gentlemen again. They're friends again. Right, right. And that's, I've. there's a video in this article that I'm not going to play, but uh, Yoko and Amoxi, they're two, they're two players. Um, the whole game is literally just nothing, but every time somebody gets knocked down, it's just fucking, let's do it, teabag everybody. Right, right. And then at the end of the match, they get up and they hug each other and everything's fucking fine. That right. sportsmanship, I don't give a fuck what happens in the middle of the game. That's where the shit happens. That's where the fan. That's why the fans come. They don't give a fuck that those two dudes hugged at the end of the game. They don't give a fuck that they're friends. What they give right. a fuck about is that shit went fucking down in that game and it was hype as shit. That's all right. they care about. <laughs> the end of the game, nobody gives a fuck. I give a right. fuck because I am invested in that community and I don't like to see people fucking throw hands in that community because it will ruin the fighting game community. Yeah. Right. Um, but... That sportsmanship, you play the game how you play it, period. Right. If teabagging your opponent gets in their mind and makes them play worse, fuck it. Right. That's my opinion. Yeah. But, at the end of, but at the end of the game, you have to have a short memory. Whatever happens in that game, happened in that game. There's nothing you can do about it. There's nothing I can do about it. But I'm going to get up and shake your fucking hand, win or lose, because mm -hmm. we fucking we played a game. We are, prof you know, quote-unquote professionals. Yeah, that's I, I, that's what it comes down to for me. Yeah, I I completely agree with that. I I don't I in terms of competition, I think that you should right uh, bar like you know cheating. Yeah, you should probably yeah. do anything you can to win. I think that's totally fine, um, especially as this like the esports scene is now getting big enough where people can actually make serious cash on it. Yeah, um, and so I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I'm wondering if. I wonder if it has something to do with video games are thought of as, as a child thing, right? Mm -hmm. They're thought of as a thing that's even though most gamers are like our age and older now. I mean, yeah, fucking Infiltration's like 35, and he's a professional Street Fighter player, and he's been playing Street Fighter since forever, so. Right, yeah, see. Yeah, and so I'm, but video games still have this idea, this like connotation that they are for children. Yeah. Um, and second, teabagging has a sexual connotation. Yeah. Obviously, it does. Um, and so I'm wondering, like, had from the outset, 
teabagging obviously like part of what makes it so effective is that you are kind of insulting the other person right yeah there's there's all kinds of things that go into the it's weird that we're talking about like the body language of like a video game avatar but <laughs> um yeah but it but it is you know you're domineering your opponent you're standing over them you're you're implying that that they are under you and stuff like that mm-hmm. and then there's that added sexual connotation of the teabagging um yeah. and so i'm wondering if from the outset if they of course, the gamers would have called it teabagging, but in an alternate universe, had it been called something else, like butt sniffing or something, you know what I mean? Like, would it have the same? Um, would it have the same derision that it has now? Um, I don't think it would. If it were, yeah. If it were called anything less harsh than teabagging, we probably wouldn't be having this problem right now. Yeah. It probably, you know, and it, it does come down to some people don't know how to fucking handle themselves. Right. I mean, in this article, um, the guy who runs the the KI World Cup literally says, um, let me find the actual quote. Uh, I made the decision to change the rule set last year, actually, hence why I didn't enforce it. I've been dealing with an amazing amount of people hitting me up about a very top player, Kenneth Bass Armis, taunting and teabagging during matches. My announcement yesterday was more of a, this is why we can't have nice things statement. I was losing my mind watching the Facebook thread. So... The dude who runs the tournament doesn't even like he doesn't want to do it, but mm. people don't know how to fucking handle themselves, and it just it either gets out of control and then two people actually want to fight. It's just if you if you're going if you are an east if you are a professional esports player you can get a sports visa to go to another country to play right. that somewhere else. Right. At that point. In the game, like I said, in the game, do it if you want to teabag fuck out of that dude, teabag fuck out of that dude. Put his balls direct, <laughs> put your balls directly in his mouth. I don't give a fuck. But when that game ends, you are a professional sports player, okay? Right, right, right. You're a professional. You should fucking act like one. Right. Period. I don't give a fuck how old you are. It's also really interesting, too, how, like, so, you know, during a an NFL game, right? Yeah. During an NFL game, you have two guys get one guy hits another dude super fucking hard, right? Yep. And then the guy gets pissed, stands up, starts shoving him, pushing him. Yep. That story's gone within 15 minutes. Yep. Whereas this is like a huge deal in the gaming community, apparently. Yeah, it's especially un- in the fighting community. It's unprecedented. It's un- unprecedented. Yeah, I um, just I think it's it's odd that it's like, it, what 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 is so bad about? I mean, I, I'm not necessarily in agreement with that. I don't think that two players, after they play a game of Street Fighter against each other, should fight each other. I don't think they should do that. But no. what is so bad about, like, two guys who are, you know, competing for a lot of money and really pissed? Playing the psychological if, game. And one of them loses, and he, you know, he kind of loses it and shoves the guy. I mean, what is, why is that so much worse than than another guy doing that in the NFL or like um, in tennis, for example, where it's one v one. Like, well, um, one, and I'm gonna quote someone that I don't like. There's this pro, there's this player called Low Tier God. Um, those guys are not built for that kind of work. Somebody will get hurt. Mm, yeah, they've okay. never been in real fights in their entire life. They don't know when to stop. Right, right. They don't know when to start. <laughs> Let's be real. 
Right. I mean, some don't. Some of them do. Some of them are bad motherfuckers. There's right. this dude named uh, the main event. That dude, not that dude. He's a cool dude. Not only is he humble when it comes to playing games. If he loses, he loses. But if that dude wanted to fight you, holy shit! Oh okay. my god! <laughs> <laughs> ten out of ten would not fight. Um, so. And then it comes to, like, in some tournaments, you're on a stage. What happens if you get pushed off that stage? Right. Fall back, hit your head, die. Right, right, One right. push. Yeah, head That's all it takes. Not, not something to fuck with. Yeah. And like I said, I think it comes down to people don't know how to fucking handle themselves. Right. It's a, it's a game. At the end of the day, and don't get me wrong, I got so mad at Four Honor the other day that I stopped playing. Like, let's be real. <laughs> You're going to get angry, but at the end of the day, it's just a game. You lost. Get over it. Go back and watch it. Find out why you lost. What did you do? Get better from that loss. I know it's fucking insane. It's a weird (laughs) thing to say. (laughs) But instead of freaking the fuck out and trying to fight somebody over a teabag, let him teabag. Fuck it. Yeah, I don't. Figure out why you lost. I don't know. I'm definitely of the opinion that you should be able to do anything to to win. But so, aside from cheating, obviously. aside from cheating, right? Yeah, aside from like obvious, blatant cheating. Um. So yeah, so this is what it says: the silver lining in this drama, the Killer Instinct World Cup, now has a concrete rule concerning threats of physical violence, which is fine because that's what happened. Is that guy teabagged me? He was like, "Catch me at a tournament, I'll fucking murder you." Okay. While full, deal te- bleh, bleh, bleh. While full details are still to come, Alexander shared an early draft of the tournament regulations with me that states anyone ma- caught making these kind of overtures, whether in real life, through social media, or on Xbox Live, will be banned from attending and participating in the event. This, this zero-tolerance policy also extends to acts of sexual harassment. Because there have been, over the years, there have been a lot of sexual harassment issues within the fighting game community. And it's awful, and I don't have any... You know, I don't have any examples, but it happens. Yeah. Uh, it's been a strange couple of days inside the Killer Instinct community, but with an established rule set readily available moving forward, the World Cup is sure to benefit from adding from the added guidance, and hopefully the next time someone gets salty about being taunted, they'll recognize that they're more than likely just playing into their opponent's hand. Right. Yeah, that's and exactly that, what And that's another thing. There is, a, there is a button on my fight stick that is dedicated to the taunt. I can just hit a button and then... Fucking Saberwolf was like, nah! like fucking. <laughs> it doesn't. I wonder what the grander implications of this are because this isn't Evo, right? This is just a Killer Instinct. This term. is the Killer Instinct version of Evo. Okay, but it's could, only it's Killer a, Instinct, so right. And so, in Evo, is all fighting games, right? Uh, all yes, I guess they're only they only they play a bunch of different games, but like, let me pull up the Evo list. There was yeah. there's there's people. There's a curated list, though. There is so a curated list. There's there are certain games that are always on the fu- Street Fighter Five. The newest Street Fighter is always on the fucking bracket. Yeah, period. that makes sense. That's how it is. Um, Tekken Seven is going to be on the bracket because it's the new Tekken game. Right. Um, Guilty Gear is always on. Blaze Blue, King of Fighters. There are two different versions of Super Smash Bros, which I'm not going to get into because I fucking can't stand that game. Uh, Injustice Two is going to be on. They they forewent putting making sure Mortal Kombat XL was on the list and put Injustice Two. But then there's 
there's another spot open. And the way that they the way that they went about it this year is they said and Windjammers is on this list for some fucking dumb reason. <sighs> anyway, it's not a fighting game. Um, oh, okay. It's not. It's like a frisbee pong game. It's a good game, but no. But like, not a fighting game. No. Uh, the way they went about it this year is they said, you want your game to be on the list? Donate to charity on behalf of your game, and whoever has the highest number will get put in Evo. Oh, okay. Which sucks, because guess what's going to win? Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom 3. You want to know what's been on the docket every year since it's been out? Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom 3. Killer Instinct's not going to be at EVO. Mortal Kombat's not going to be at EVO. Skullgirls isn't going to be at EVO. Nothing. It's fucking... I don't think they handled that properly. I think they should have just picked and let people deal with it. Yeah. Yeah, that was probably a good move. Uh, That was probably a better move to do what you said. In my opinion, at least. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong. I agree with uh, most most of these games that are on this list. Like Street Fighter. You're going to play the new Street Fighter. Right. Uh, Tekken 7 is going to be on that list because we haven't had a new Tekken game in God knows how long. The new Guilty Gear game, there's only one Guilty Gear, so it's going to be there. Um, I do agree that Injustice 2 should be on the list over Mortal Kombat XL, but that's my own ner- nerdy opinion, yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't think there should be two versions of Super Smash Bros. This no, is Melee and Smash Bros. for Wii U. Both of them get... They have different mechanics because they're two different games. Pick one. But Mortal Kombat has a way stranger, or way more different mechanic than, than Super Smash Bros. Yeah, but Injustice is literally Mortal Kombat with new character oh, with DC, DC character yeah that's oh, all it okay. is Okay. and it's the newer game it's the newer game it, sh- it should be the one that's played uh, the new Blaze Blue Central Fiction there's only one Blaze Blue and there's only one King of Fighters so like those games make sense but we're getting a new we're getting a new Marvel vs. Capcom we're not getting a new Killer Instinct Skullgirls is probably the best fighting game for beginners ever because the tutorial is insanely awesome like fucking arms for the Nintendo Switches on that goddamn list to be at Evo. <laughs> you want to know what those matches would look like? This is what they'd look like. There's just two dudes doing this. With the fucking Joy-Cons, man. That's all it would be. Nidhogg, Nidhogg is on that list. I would shit my pants if Nidhogg was at Evo. That would be the hypest shit on the face of the fucking planet. Yeah, Nidhogg would be cool. Yeah, so that's my um, that's my rant about fighting. Anyway, games. to to rein it back though, to rein it back to the original topic. Yeah, I'm wondering if this is if this whole Killer Instinct thing is going to infect the entire fighting game community, it's, it's, or if it's just Killer Instinct. It's probably going to. Um, to be fair, it's a lot harder to teabag your opponent in any other game, because in Killer Instinct, um, you have two life bars. When the first life bar goes down, you fall down, but your opponent can still move while you're getting up, while the round resets pretty much. Whereas other fighting games, you lose the round, the screen goes black, it loads it back up. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So it is is a lot harder to teabag in other video games, in other fighting games, than it is in Killer Instinct. But on the other hand, if you're playing Street Fighter V and you stun your opponent, they're stunned for like five seconds. You just fucking... And then throw your combo. So, 
I don't think we're going to see the effect on the entire fighting game community right now, but I think over the long run, it's it's going to be a thing. It's going to be an issue, and it's always going to be an issue, because 90% of fighting games, once you get to that level where you know fucking everything, yeah, it's it's all like it's all fucking with your opponent. It's all right. making him fuck up. Right, right. I'm not at that level. Not anywhere near it. <laughs> but you, yeah, it's just yeah. What can you do? It's interesting. Uh, once again, that's also an interesting thing to see how it plays out because I'm I'm really interested in how how that kind of thing infects and and spreads throughout communities. Because um, this is I mean this has been a thing for a while, right? Is now esports is becoming legitimized. That's why there's a goddamn daily article about Hearthstone and cheating because yep. everybody's shitting their pants about Hearthstone and cheating. Yep. Fucking Yahoo Esports is a fucking thing. Oh yeah. If ESPN. you go to if you go to ESPN.com and you click the little more button next to like the NFL and all that shit, esports is fucking on there. Yeah. Shit's getting yeah, real. Writers. I've tried to I've tried to apply for a couple different jobs for esports writing because I'd like to. I think that's an industry I'd like to get into. I mean, it's it's it can only grow unless yeah you know people teabag their way into infamy and then the entire <laughs> fucking esports crowd just dies. <laughs> that won't happen. But well, if, the NFL gives people fucking like spots on their brain and they die at 55 i think uh teabagging will be it's true be okay. it's very true okay. what's right. uh what sorry is are we are we done or are we going on i don't know i just figured we'd just move on we kind of talked about that for way longer than i thought we would <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah i'm done move on. uh let's talk about something you know a lot about okay hearthstone throws Ooh. in this fucking there's a leaderboard now, and it turns out that Crip or Criparian, is that how you say his name? Hey, guys, Capaini. <laughs> Shit. It uh, turns out he really is the best Hearthstone Arena player in America. Yeah, but is he the best Hearthstone player? Thoughts. He's not, probably. He, doesn't he openly say he's not? He's just really good at drafting? Well, it's it's kind of a joke in, in the community that, that everybody calls Crip the best player ever, but he's not the best player ever. I mean, even like Kriparian's, I don't know. He has a ton of influence in the community. Mm-hmm. Maybe more than I think he might deserve, but because uh, he's an arena player, yeah. and he, and he openly says the reason why he's an arena player is because he doesn't like playing the same decks over and over again, which is fine. I get yeah. it. I mean, if you don't like playing the same decks over and over again, go ahead and put that fucking that Norsey Kraken in your deck again. Um, and always put the same fucking cards, always the same, the, the same tier picks in your deck again. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Um, are you, are you, you little, no, jaded, just, are you a little jaded there, buddy? Are you Vlad? I'm not, I'm not jaded. I just think it's interesting that like, cause I'm not an arena, I'm not an arena player hmm. and everybody in the Hearthstone community is, is like, is, I don't know if you, if you know, if you've known anything about this in the recent weeks, but Hearthstone, the Hearthstone community is like trying to eat itself alive. I mean, it's like it's lighting itself on fire, grabbing torches and pitchforks and storming Blizzard and Team 5 because they're so upset that Shaman is still good, even though you can beat it with pretty, basically any deck. Yeah. Um, if well, And this is the other thing that people don't understand. Everybody's like, oh, bullshit RNG. It's like, yeah, it's RNG. It's a fucking card game. Not only Devil's Advocate, once again, it's a card game. It's RNG, but there is a lot more RNG in Hearthstone than there is in any other card game you can mitigate it though you can 
You can get it down pretty good, but don't play rag. Um, <laughs> don't play rag. Isn't rag a bad card though? Ragnaros, um, he could be good in some decks. He's he's okay in Rainalock decks. I think they fucking don't play rag. Don't play renounce lock. It'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Don't. Yeah. Don't play a, a don't play a slot machine deck. Mm-hmm. Bitching about RNG and you're building a slot machine deck. It's just like what the fuck is uh, wrong? I think back when I played, I think all the RNG outcry came from fucking Yog. Because it was yeah, it, it was straight random, but it was the best card to put into your deck at the time. Well, and and there's ways to take advantage of RNG. I mean, that that deck, if you wanted to build a Yog deck, you wanted a deck that was that catered to the chaos. Mm-hmm. And you were taking a risk, but you were taking a risk. I mean, I don't, I, I just don't understand. I've never understood this like complaint that that RNG is bullshit in a card game, or that a card game is not available for free to play players to become the best players in the world. Yeah, that's that's no never game. been the case ever. Yeah, but you think you're gonna you think Magic the Gathering is gonna let you be a free to play player? No. No. God no! I don't even want yeah. to think about how much money I spent. Oh God! You have to spend hundreds of dollars to remain competitive, yep. and that's how I looked at Hearthstone. Yeah, sure, I don't have the physical cards, which, oh well. But like, I don't have the physical Hearthstone cards. But in my opinion, when I was like, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to get into competitive Hearthstone. I bought every card, mm-hmm. which means I, you know, I paid 150 dollars of three gadgets and 50 packs. Yep. And and Got I opened everything. all. It, uh, yeah, I either got everything or I had enough dust to craft whatever I needed for the decks. Yeah, and so I, for these people to think that they can just be the best player in the world on a free-to-play account is just nonsense. And I, I've I've never understood it. I've never understood this. The, people don't understand the free-to-play model. Yeah, in my opinion, the free-to-play model is a great model because you look at okay, this is a game that I can try for free, and then I have sixty dollars to spend. Yeah, on on the things that I want in this game, yeah. all a card. You know, and so I, I don't know. I, I think it's really interesting. No, I agree. That, I mean, that's that was my argument when buying things in League was like, I, this game is free. Right. I would have spent $60 or whatever, depending on how you look at it, Warcraft, whatever. Yeah, um, right. I got, you know, I like this game. I want my jacks to look like a fucking gladiator. $10? Fuck it. Let's go. Right. Yeah, yeah. And and so like if it's, it's a game that I that is different than it's different that is much different than Hearthstone because you're buying the cards that you need to play but it's yeah, the but same it's the same kind of go around I guess well and there's there's ways around this too I mean if, if somebody was like really just wanted to be competitive in Hearthstone if that's all they wanted to do mm-hmm. and they could buy this is what they could do they could buy a a gadget Sam uh, a fifty dollar gadget Sam. Um, build, uh, build whatever deck they can. Wait for the meta to stabilize. Look at the pros. See which one comes out on on top at at the meta snapshot in Tempo Storm, mm-hmm. or you know the VS Data Reaper report. Find which deck that is. Find the cheapest one that's in like you know the S tier, the A tier. Build that deck. Play. You have all. You have a ton of cards. Just dust everything. Dust every card except for that deck. Mm-hmm. That's what I did when I started playing Hearthstone because when it came out. The fucking the flavor of the week was goddamn uh, shaman murloc with bloodlust, dude. I fucking wrecked some motherfuckers with that deck, and then like shit, and then immediately shit changed, and that's the problem with going that way. Is you know here in the next couple months, Reno's gonna roll out, Brand Bronzebeard's gonna roll out, all of that shit's gonna roll out, and then everything's gonna fucking change. 
I know, and everybody's shitting their pants saying that they need to nerf small-time Buccaneer. It's such bullshit. It's such bullshit. It's such bullshit. Oh, Agro Shaman. It's such. It's it's nonsense. I can't believe Agro Shaman. Oh, it's so rude. It's such a uh, uh, fucking ruining the game. I'm gonna quit. Uh, uh, uh. And then, but they and they're like Blizzard. You must change it. You must change it. And Blizzard's like, give it like two months. Yeah, they lose Totem Golem. They they lose Tunnel Tribe. They lose. Oh, they're losing Totem Golem. Yeah. I did not know that. I thought that was. Isn't that an old gods? Hmm. Holy no, shit. They lose Totem Golem and Tunnel Trog, and they lose um, something else in that deck, too. I think they might... The claw, Spirit Claws? No, Spirit Claws was... Um, was Karazhan. Mm. So they won't lose They won't lose any Karazhan. There's, they won't lose Old Gods or Karazhan. 7-7-4 uh, drop? Do they lose that? Is that uh, that's nope. Old Gods, right? That is Old Gods, yeah. so they'll keep. Seven seven, which, in my opinion, seven seven. There's a lot of ways to deal with that. I don't even the, play the game anymore, and I know there's a lot of ways to deal with that. Well, especially once the meta, especially once you know they lose Tunnel Trog and Totem Golem, because the problem that we have right now with with the Aggro Shaman, most a lot of Aggro Shamans don't even play Flame Wraith anymore. The seven four yeah. mana sevens, they don't even play it. It's you know the, the overload isn't worth it. Yeah, it's uh, four right. Yeah. Four overload, yeah. No, no, no. It's two actually. It's two. Two, yeah. So it's it's four mana plus two mana. So it's it's six. It's mana six mana plus. seven seven pretty much. Even though people yeah. say, oh, it's four mana seven. No, six, bro. I don't get yeah, two mana next turn. It's a six mana seven seven. But the thing that that made up for it was that it had such good synergy with um everything with tunnel trog. Yeah. With tunnel trog, and so the, the the problem that we're that we're in right now, it, or that the Hearthstone game is in, is that when you pop down the four mana seven seven, you you got the synergy with tunnel trog, and they've already and the opponent has already had to use its removal to get rid of either tunnel trog or totem golem, mm-hmm. um, or at this point small time buccaneer, um, drop that flame wreath, yeah, and then and then you have the flame wreath after they you know after you had to use your removal just to stay in the game against tunnel trog and totem golem. Um, but once those two cards are gone, just save the removal for the flame rate. That card's not going to be very useful anymore, or it's 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 shift in the deck is going to be huge. Yeah, I mean, it'll probably come down as a later drop or something. Uh, so I don't know. Like, we're not even talking about Crip. Yeah. <laughs> I figured I figured bringing up this article wouldn't. Yeah. Well, I'm not an arena player, right? And I, yeah. I recently have decided I can't watch Crip anymore because he just bitches the whole time. That's all he does. He just yeah. bitches his entire stream. Just goes, no, nah, I see. I didn't win. Hmm. Interesting. It's as if there's a conspiracy against me. Hmm. Yet he's the number one arena player yeah. at the current Yet moment in time. He's the best arena player. So, huge surprise. Yeah. Because he, the dude goes, he goes on full... <laughs> like 12-0 runs all the time and then sometimes gets a bad hand and loses and then complains so whatever weird he sounds like a professional hearthstone player right did you know his yeah. first name's octavian octavian what is his last name Kriparian? morosin octavian Kriparian morosin m-o-r-o-s-a-n that's a name that is a name um so yeah i mean no, it's no surprise that Kaperian's the top arena player, and I don't think arena's very cool because it's tempo. Yep. Did you, Did you build a good tempo deck? Did you build a good uh, Did you build a good bo- uh, board advantage deck? No. Okay, then you're probably gonna do all right. You're probably gonna go twelve and zero. 
I'll probably yeah. do okay. How as long, long as you know the trades. How long have we been going? Let me check. Oh. Should say on your OBS down in the bottom. Uh, an hour. Okay. So let's let's talk about Valve fucking getting rid of green light and then let's call it a day because I think this is going to be a shit show for us. Valve is removing fucking Steam Greenlight this spring. Um, okay, so let's go over what Greenlight is. Steam Greenlight is the service that lets players vote on which products they'd like to see available on Valve's popular storefront. And it is being removed in spring in lieu of a new system that will put products directly on the shop. So players no longer have a, a vote. The new system will be called Steam Direct. Why are they doing this? Uh, let me see. The, the reason is simple. Valve wants to remove the barrier between developers and their audience. In the current green light economy, developers have to campaign for, campaign for their products to get noticed before they're allowed on the storefront. This has led to a lot of anxiety for developers, uncertainty of when or even if their product will launch. All right. I'm in favor of it. Uh, I'm on the fence. Okay. You're going to have to fucking advertise. Yeah. And it's whether you get put directly on the store or not, you're still going to have to do all that. Because for for me, I look for the games that I fucking want, and that's it. Especially on Steam. Because Steam is a wonderful playground that Gaben created for us. It's just (laughs) full of wonder and fucking horseshit. Hallowed be thy name. It's a fucking... There's some goddamn... <laughs> just... There is an immense amount of horse shit on Steam. Yeah, tons. And I, and I think actually a lot of it has to do with the green light, but... I never see it, ever. If it was if it was a problem with the green light and it was going to get put on the store front... The front? Yeah. I never see it. Yeah. Ever. Okay, so okay, maybe maybe I'm misunderstanding what this is. So is I this... thought Greenlight was not necessarily the front page of the store. That's um, what it, that's what it says. It says storefront, which I'm interpreting as I open my Steam. Here's my queue or whatever, and it shows me games. I don't think that's what it is. I'm pretty sure that the 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 Greenlight is players vote. Well, maybe you're right. I don't. Hang on. Well, it says right now the system of green light as a way of bringing your game to Steam inherently has a bunch of unpredictability in it. Yeah, bringing your game to Steam. Yeah, so that's so it's not the storefront then. But even even still, like now it's going to be filled with even more bullshit. No, because I maybe it's, it's an interesting. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. But so remember what was this? Maybe a year or two ago. It started about two years ago. This explosion of you know, Kickstarter, Indiegogo. Here's my dream dragon game that I'm gonna make. Yep. Here's a here's a here's a 15 second clip I made in fucking Premiere yep. or After Effects um, of of the game of my dream game. Will you please give me two hundred thousand dollars? I'll put it on the Steam Store. You can buy the early access alpha 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 version. Yeah. And then you download it, and it's like six pixels all fighting each other on a blue screen. And uh, oh well, wow, what a Steam just game. recently updated what they what you have to have on your your game page. Mm-hmm. You can no longer have screenshots or like well you have to have screenshots. You can no longer have a lot like concept art or anything or like which thing, I think is probably a good thing. Yeah, and I, I think that's great, but because I, I think what 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 Valve was running into, what Steam was running into over and over and over again was people complaining and 
and going after the return policy on these games because these people were lying. I mean, they were just straight lying. They were yeah. saying, this is the game I want to make. Here's some concept art screenshots. And a bunch of dummies got duped into giving the guy $25, and it's a tech demo that lasts 15 seconds. Yeah. Or it's a thing that just doesn't even work in, at all. Like, the file just straight doesn't work. Yeah. Um, so as Valve or Steam or whatever company we're talking about, I guess they're the same. As the curator of their shop, I think has needed to take control of this for a long time. And I, needed to, I mean, there are borderline scams on Steam. There are. And that's, um, and that's my problem is it's called Steam Direct. And the way that it explains it, at least to me, the way that my brain works is, put your fucking game on Steam! Woo! <laughs> like, yeah. That's, I think they need to take control, and I think there needs to be a better system than Steam Greenlight because of that reason right there. But I don't think being like, put your game in here and it'll go through our algorithm, and if it meets all these fucking things, here you go. Yeah, yeah. Then it will, we will get a whole, like, there, like I said, there's a lot of bullshit on Steam. Yeah. And there's going to be, in my opinion, the way that this reads... And the quotes that we've got here make it sound like it's gonna—it's just gonna get worse. Uh, just out of curiosity, I, I, can you expand on that a little bit? Like, it's, why you think that? Because it. Let's. People are dumb. Not not everybody who votes. <laughs> like, there. Yeah. Are, I don't mean to insult anyone. But, some people's decision making skills when it comes to voting for something. Or look at this fucking Kickstarter. I've never... There's go, I will, I'm going to invest in my first Kickstarter this year. You want to know what it fucking is? I'll bet you Banner can guess. Yeah. And, that's the, and it's, the, it's the only one. And like, the reason why is because they already proved themselves. Yeah. That. Exactly. With Banner Saga 1 and 2, which are both great games, and everybody should go buy them. Uh, Banner Saga 1 and Banner Saga 2, made five, by Stoic. They're $5 on the fucking uh, iOS, iOS devices. Go get them. Yeah. Still haven't beaten the first one. Uh, so good. Beat the second one two times, beat the first one once. Um, so, the way that this sounds to me is, I mean, and then there's this quote. Let me read this quote really quick. As, of a, de as a developer, I post my game to Greenlight, and I don't know how long it's going to take until my game is Greenlit. Welcome to the video game industry and trying to get your game published. Yeah, but that's, I mean, Greenlit is like if enough fans want to see it on the Steam store. Yeah, so it continues. So it makes it, it, makes it hard for me as a developer. Uh, where the fuck? I lost my spot. Am I going to be able to release it on date X? When should I start spinning up any, any community outreach? Immediately. When should I start talking to the press about my game? As soon as fucking possible. Yeah, I mean, as soon as those there's are... some amount of unpredictability in that process, it makes a bunch of other things much more difficult for developers. Yeah, I mean, I'm not a big fan of, I'm not a big fan of those quotes either. I don't. That doesn't make much sense to me because, I mean, if you want your game sold, obviously you have to advertise it as soon yeah. as. And this, and the way that this reads, and the way that this sounds, and the quotes that we're getting, is they don't got to do that anymore. You want a game on Steam? Put it on Steam. But Steam is the one that's going to control that, though. And Steam, like we were just talking about, is going to is tightening up all of their regulations on what games go on there. They're like, okay, we gotta stop selling this fucking bullshit, <laughs> this fucking like yeah. so stealware. Let's, let's continue to read. Another reason Valve wants to remove their barriers is because Steam has simply grown so much that Valve simply can't curate the quantity of content coming in. Great. 
Just in the last year, we brought 16 million new users to Steam. Holy shit. Yeah, that's insane. Um, one of the things we've seen is that the number of developers from a country grows on Steam. The number of customers from that country also grows. It's hard to say if that's causation or correlation, but we're seeing a lot of really encouraging growth in new areas. We have more and more customers who have broader tastes, so looking back at 2012 or 2013, we probably missed good games and didn't make uh, perfect decisions then, and there's no way we could make good curation decisions for all these different customers now. So that was pre there, you know, there. Green, 20, I believe the green light went live in 2014, okay. if I remember correctly. So, and this is all fine, but like, Shit's this shit's gonna slip through, man. Yeah. It's not. Yeah, gonna, okay. I don't think it's gonna fix the problem. Let me let me let me try to make sense of what what exactly this is. Okay, so green light is players vote on games that go to Steam, correct? correct? Okay, so members of members of Steam vote on which games go to Steam. Yep. This new one's called Steam Direct, mm-hmm. and that is where Steam decides what goes on Steam. Correct. Okay, so it's not just like open the floodgates. Anybody who wants a game can just put it on Steam. Correct. But unless they dedicate an entire team of human beings to that, shit's still going to slip through and shit's still going to be shit. Yeah, totally. This is one of the things that's really interesting about the gaming industry again is like there's certain things that we do weirdly with digital content, right? I mean... I don't think twice about a $3 coffee. Yeah. I don't think twice when I buy a $3 coffee. I just hand the person my card, $3. I look at an app for three hours that's $3. And I go, do I, do I, do I really want to spend $3 on this? Do I, can I really justify the cost of $3 for my iPhone? Um, and, uh, and so it's, I don't know. It's a really weird thing that we do. And my, my question about this is why is it inherently a bad thing to ask your 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 users steam users to be educated consumers yeah like don't just buy a product just because it has a cool picture of a dragon yeah and you sh- I mean, and that's not well i think people should be educated consumers like you should know what the fuck you're spending your money on do yeah. some goddamn research that's right. not mine or your problem. Yeah. That's their problem. But true. At the same time, we're all part of this community. Yeah, that's true. And, and if we're going to as a community invest our money in a game and say, "Hey, we really like this game." Why are we letting the majority of, you know, uneducated people make that decision for us? Because there are more of them. Yeah. Period. People don't yeah. know how to do their research. Anyway, this this goes on to talk about a fee of some form. So let's find let's really let's find that out. Uh, so after the quote I just read, the fear of removing Valve as a gatekeeper is that the market will get flooded with Drek. It already is. To this, Gardino said that the quality is subjective. It's actually really hard to define accurately across the board bad games, i.e., games that are bad to everyone all the time or good to everyone all the time. The customer right. who has 25 visual novels in their Steam library is really hoping we release more visual novels, whereas the person with a bunch of other types of games will never buy a visual novel no matter what happens. So these customers are looking for different things. And I agree with that. But if 
both people are looking for visual novels and you put out a shitty fucking visual novel, it's a shitty fucking visual novel. Right. Uh, that's fine for more experimental fare, says the works of Robert Yang, for example. But what about more nefarious content such as games made in poor taste simply to offend? To counter this, Valve is changing its application fee. Right now, developers pay $100 and can submit as many games as they want to Steam Greenlight. I did not know that. Steam Direct, however, will have a more substantial fee and charge per title. How substantial, you ask? Well, Valve's still figuring that part out. It's too expensive, hardworking, but broke developers won't be able to afford it. Make it to the light, however, and Steam could inundate with with offensive troll titles. Right now, the thinking is that it will be somewhere between two hundred and five thousand. It probably just depends on the size of the game, right? If somebody's putting on a platformer yeah. that's uh, fifteen levels long and a total of five hundred megabytes, it's probably going to cost less than a gargantuan sixty gigabyte fucking Star Citizen game. Yeah, it also says here that it's per game. It's no longer like I'm in green light now. Seventeen games go. Yeah, so that's I'm, actually kind of, I'm kind of as I'm reading this, I'm kind of I'm still on the mind. fence, but this sounds a little bit better. Yeah, I I think because I'm trying to think of like okay, what's a similar marketplace? There's the iOS marketplace. Mm-hmm. So let's let's frame this. Let's let's take this argument and frame it as the iOS marketplace. So right now the iOS marketplace is the same. You pay a hundred dollars to become an app developer, and you can submit apps to the iOS marketplace. Mm-hmm. That's how it works. Mm-hmm. Um, now, what if Apple tomorrow came out and said, we want you guys, the iOS users, to vote on which apps get greenlit for the store? Hmm. What? That'd how does that... Fucking insane. Yeah. I mean, so... This guy, he wants to build apps, and and then his community comes in, and they 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 vote enough, and then they greenlight his app, and then he can submit any number of apps to our store for a hundred dollars. Which I don't even, I guess it's not like a perfect comparison because yeah, the app store, I'm pretty sure, is like a hundred dollars, and you can always you can submit new apps. And that's what that's kind of how greenlight works. Is you pay the hundred dollars, you can submit as many games as you want. Yeah. But then the players vote on what actually hits the store. So I get if as if I were a developer and I was somehow really fucking good, I had like twenty five games, pay that hundred bucks, drop twenty five games, none of them are on the store until people vote for them to be on the store. Yeah. And now it's just Valve deciding. Yeah. Now this is more mm-hmm. of that it's kinda like iOS a little bit, but you're paying you know, you're per paying game. a fee per game instead of just like, here's my entry fee, Disneyland. <laughs> <laughs> You're paying per game, and Valve gets to decide. Yeah. Which, I don't know. I think that Valve is a relatively benevolent company. I don't think that they have. I don't. I don't think they really are sinister. Um. So hopefully they would approve. Because now we're getting into this one thing of like, okay, so how many visual novels do you admit per year? How many first-person shooters? How many platformers yeah. do you admit the same amount every year? Uh, Does that do you that- do the do the AAA titles follow the same criteria? Right, yeah. Because... You can't. They couldn't, right? I mean, I mean they kind of have to. That well, new I mean, Call of Duty game that came out was a shit show. Even in the even in the Call of Duty community, people were fucking pissed. 
Yeah, but also by the same token, Valve gets to take a bigger portion of that pay cut. Pay. Yeah, they true. they take a bigger take off of a AAA title than they would because it's a sixty dollar game versus a you know fifteen dollar, yeah, two and a half hour experience. Not only that, but they're gonna like more people bought Call of Duty than people who bought like Nidhogg. Right. Yeah. So I don't know. Steam's a Steam is a fascinating. This is it, Steam is actually like my dream company. I think they're one of the most interesting companies in the world. Hmm. Um, just how they how they've invested their money, how they everything they do is just like, man, what do you guys? What do you? What, what future thing do you see that I'm not seeing? Yeah. What the like, fuck is going on in your brain as you're making knives, gaming? What's going right. on? Well, <laughs> well, they saw this. They yeah. Valve and Steam saw this. They they saw the Steam application before anybody else. Yeah. Did they you? were like, no, no, it has to all be connected to this account. You can't play it if you're offline, or you can, but you have to have your login and all that. Yeah. This is how we combat piracy. This is how we keep the video, the, the PC gaming industry alive. This is how we fix it. And they it did. Worked. It, it worked. worked. Really well. And then they turned it into, you know, buying and trading digital goods and taking a cent here and a cent there and making $40, 50000000 million off that last year. Yeah. So Buy the $300 knife skin, please. Yeah, and we'll take a twenty dollar cut. And also, that knife skin doesn't exist; it's not real. Yeah, it's it's in this game, but it's a representation of digital code. It's ones and zeros that look like a cool knife skin that you just spent three hundred dollars on. Congratulations! <laughs> Please give me a hundred dollars for the four honor beta fucking digital collectors <laughs> thing. Um. So yeah, I mean, I think in terms of this story. <laughs> Uh, I get what you're saying, but like I have definitely spent like collector's editions $120. That's not that bad. Oh, dude, I just bought the gold edition for For Honor. It's a hundred bucks, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I want the I want the season pass, and I want all the cool fucking helmets and shit. <laughs> I want all those ones and zeros, dog. And I haven't pre. This is the first game I pre-ordered. Besides Banner Saga, um, but I'd give them. I mean, I'm give I I. I'm giving them $75 just because I like their yeah. company. That's not how much the game cost. No. Is that, um, is that the t-shirt level? I kind of want a t-shirt. Uh, I don't know if it's the t-shirt. It's the digital novel, mm. the digital art book, okay, and um, and the, and the soundtrack. We can go find out. We can check it out right now. Let's do yeah. some fucking Kickstarter. Close the show out like that. Yeah. Um, With while a positive that, note. Right. I think... What what we're just gonna see is the blowback. I mean, we'll see if there is is blowback because Steam typically knows what they're doing, and if they don't and they make a mistake, they admit it. Yeah, that's um, true. And they say, "Yep, yeah, we shouldn't have done that. Bad move. Bad move on our part." Yep. And so, in my opinion, I think Steam probably can just do whatever they want, and it'll work out. Yeah. Oh, uh, I just realized the, I have a plastic cover. The hundred the hundred dollar one is the one with the the t-shirt so you can get uh there's a dredge one a varl one and a human one. Oh yeah oh i wonder which one you would do is it the human <laughs> yeah <laughs> totally not not the varl not the vikings with horns no not the yeah. giants no yeah, yeah not no dylan giant vikings hmm. is there quick question hmm. is there a <clears throat> oh i think i just answered my own question but i'll i'll just I'll just tee you up for a fucking spike. I'll, I'm ready. Um, yeah. 
So um, is there a precedent in, in Viking lore for why the Varl in that game have physical horns? Uh, it could be related to trolls. Well, I mean, like there's the Viking, like the classic Viking horns yeah. which on the didn't, helmet. Which right? didn't actually exist. It's they not historically exist. accurate. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, the Viking helmets, the Viking helmets that actually existed, take the, take the horn thing, mm-hmm. take the horns off, and then it like basically right here covered all around here, and then they had like a nose guard thing right here. Oh, okay. That's it. The horns never existed. So... You could see that. That's just something that came. I don't. I don't even know where it came from, to be honest. But it is. It is not historically accurate. Okay. Um, okay. That could be a representation of that. But then there are also giants and trolls in Viking mythology, and both both of those have you know written uh, circumstances where they have horns. So the Varl are giant troll Vikings, pretty much. Like okay. it can come sense. from anywhere. That makes sense. Um, does that make them any less badass? Uh, fuck no. Absolutely not. The Varl are fucking awesome. Yep. I end up, as I'm playing Banner Saga 1, I end up taking that one head Varl that comes with you on the in the first one. I almost well, always end up taking his side. Oh, really? Yeah. It's just like, whatever the big dude says. <laughs> it, it, that... It's almost always what I want to do. But Right, right. Well, it's it, it, shocking that the Varl opinions tend to line up with your opinions. Yeah. Strange. Uh, yeah, Beat strange. the door down. Figure the fuck out. For those of you who have not played Banner Saga, you are missing the fuck out. It's a good game. Those it's are really good. good. The music. I could. I could turn it on and just listen to the music as I fall asleep. It's right. That's why I. It's. I really wanted the soundtrack. It's one of the reasons why I did you get that. A, you can buy it on on this little known uh, platform called Steam. Yeah. You know. I think I probably will. <laughs> I've never heard of it before. But I've never heard of Steam pretty, either. Apparently, it's um, but yeah, in regards to game called Half Life Three that they're coming out with, oh yeah, that's it's right. It's been in development for like fifteen years, but yeah, something like that. It's coming out since the beginning of time, really. Yeah. I mean, Gaben is the Alpha and the Omega. Hallowed be thy name. Yeah, hallowed be thy name. Anyway. Yeah. So I think this is the first episode. This is it. We did the we did the thing. How do you feel? I'm good. I think I think we have something cool here. Yeah. I got a little heated there for a moment. That's cool. That's fine. I mean, that's that's what we want. Yeah, we want to. Gamers are passionate. That's what. Yeah, we are. Gamers are passionate about their fucking games. We are passionate individuals, but I'm really, really passionate about nuts in people's faces. (laughs) 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 Oh god. Yeah. All right, man. So yeah, what next month? Next month we'll do once a month. We're gonna do these once a month. Just because our schedules are fucking lame. Yep. And then we'll catch up on basically, hopefully, a whole month's worth of news or the stories that we choose, and then take it from yeah. there. Yeah. Because those are those are three big stories that we just covered, right? Yeah. I mean, those they are, are. That's why I picked them. Yeah. Those are like it's not just like ooh, this new game is coming out. I almost don't really care about that. You can mm-hmm. you can find out which game is coming out at any fucking time. I'm more interested in like the grand like the, the broad strokes of the gaming community. Yeah in terms of a podcast discussion so yeah. yeah i mean it's it's like i said it's something that we kind of have our I don't, not our eggs in but like spend a lot of our time yeah it's it's a lot of our time i spend a lot of my time just like wow that shit fucking happened the fuck right Whoa. yeah yeah i do too 
Yeah, I'm fascinated. I, I, one of the things I love about the video game industry is that it seems to be a microcosm of all of economy, right? Yep. Um, and and if you're interested in the economy at all, I mean, I'm amazed that economists don't analyze the video game industry more. They do. They do. Uh, let yeah. me introduce you to a little known game called Eve Online. <laughs> I'm talking like university economists. They they have hired the people who make Eve Online have hired economists to figure out what the fuck is going on in their video game. Because mm. they don't fucking know. Because it's all player made. It's all player done. Right. It's fucking. Right. But yeah, it's it is a small. It's a very small thing compared to what you're talking about, but it is happening. That's a story that we should cover next time. Fucking Eve Online and their crazy we look economy. Into. Yeah, because I mean, I'm talking like you know the EA economy, the economy yeah. of E3, and like well, and all of these. That's something like, we can talk about because E3 seems to be on the downfall. Yeah, I think it'll die. Um, It'll, but yeah, if, it, I, if anything, it'll it'll stop being an event and it'll just be online. Yeah, it'll just be something you yeah because you, you buy you the at, digital ticket. If you look at um like the their the video game websites on the internet, Giant Bomb, GameSpot, what have you, mm-hmm. they don't go anymore. You know what they do? They buy they they, they go they go to the area where the event is, and then they get a really big like they rent out an office space. They set it up and then they stream it and then they talk over the stream. Yep. That's all they do. Yep. That's and then at night do. they invite the people who are actually like the developers and stuff who are at E three to come to their office space and interview and all that. Like they don't even they don't physically go there anymore as far as I understand. Yeah, it's 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 really interesting. And like Pack South and Pax East and all these different conferences. Anyway, that's a topic for another day. Yeah. But yeah. Um, all right. This is fun. Yeah. See you next well, time. This is LFP. We're looking so, LFP. Looking for podcast. Tell your friends. Yeah, tell somebody. Leave a review in iTunes if you ever get into iTunes. Mm, iTunes. Yeah. Right. And um, yeah. So see you next month.